This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. For today, we got lots going on, trade being front and center as far as issues are concerned as Canada, ongoing trade talks between the UK. However, they've stalled with India, the reasons for both drastically differing. We'll dive into that with uh, Todd Lewis with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Also got federal question period uh, issue today around food prices. More on that later on. We also got the cattle market update for this week and a little feature about the Yorkton brick flour mill to end things on a good note. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems, visit farmfreshwater.ca. Trade has been front and center lately between Canada and the UK, as well as with India, starting with the United Kingdom. Canada is in the middle of bilateral trade talks with them, but there is a barrier. The UK's refusal to accept Canada's food safety standards on beef and pork. Another concern is Canada announcing in July of their support of the UK into the Comprehensive Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP to make things simpler, despite the barriers in place. Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, Todd Lewis, says there is a lot of moving parts to this issue. You know, I think from the Canada's viewpoint, uh, to a point they're allowing Britain into the Trans-Pacific Trade Partnership, what it does is it also puts uh, other goods at risk if they're not uh, following the rules on on uh, compliance with Canadian agriculture products. So, so it's uh, you know there will be uh, uh, you know different times during that trade relationship where we'll you know we'll put forward complaints against the the British, and uh, if uh, they are tied into a trade agreement where uh, other countries may bring uh, sanctions against them if they don't follow the rules within the within the framework of the agreement. Uh, it may be a better leverage point for Canada. So it uh, takes time. It's uh, it's frustrating. Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces into these negotiations. And uh, all we can keep doing is, uh, you know, bringing to the attention that this is an issue for Canadian producers and, uh, and hope that, uh, you know, eventually we'll end up uh, through the complaint process and so on that uh, we'll get it rectified. Three Canadian cattle groups implore Canada to delay the UK's acceptance into the CPTPP until those trade barriers are removed. Meanwhile, with India, a trade mission led by Federal Minister of International Trade Mary Ng was set for October 9th, but was ultimately postponed last week for unclear reasons. Relations between Canada and India were already strained then, and now with India being accused of playing a role in killing a, of a prominent BC Sikh leader, that relationship is likely more strained. Speaking before the allegations came to light yesterday, Lewis hopes a deal can be made when things calm down. At the end of the day, uh, we have what India wants when it comes to uh, food and food products, and uh, it's a huge market, and uh, and Canada has uh, some of the best products in the world, and uh, 
we hope to see it shipped into India so that uh, their people can uh, have it. And uh, at the end of the day, it's a it's their very large population that is hungry and needs to be fed. So we're hoping to uh, to uh, see some of these diplomatic issues put, you know, either settled or put to a side and uh, get get on with a trade deal that has a balance uh, between what happens on the ground and uh, the need for uh, a good, legitimate and safe food supply that Canada can provide. Following the postponement of the trade mission to India, Saskatchewan Trade Minister Jeremy Harrison released a statement Friday, again before the allegations surfaced, expressing his disappointment of the announcement. Harrison further stated that Saskatchewan, which has a trade office in India, will continue to look after its interests internationally, if the Trudeau government will not. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up after the break is our feature on the question period and the topic of food prices. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch. For Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. Canada's industry minister called it a first. Francois-Philippe Champagne says for the first time ever, the CEOs of Canada's Big Five grocery companies were in the same room after being summoned by the Prime Minister last week. Justin Trudeau warned those companies his government would penalize them, possibly with taxes, if they don't come up with a plan by Thanksgiving to stabilize food prices. Over the past several months, food inflation has been running hotter than overall inflation in Canada. Trudeau said if there wasn't a plan by then, penalties would be coming. Following the two-hour meeting, the issue found its way into the first question period of the fall session. This was the exchange between Foothills Tory MP John Barlow, who's also the federal ag critic, and Minister Champagne. The Liberals can reduce the price of food right now if they abandon their failed carbon tax. But instead of taking any meaningful action, they're having more meaningless meetings. The price of diesel is already up 70 cents a litre, increasing the cost on farmers to produce the food, manufacturers to process it, truckers to haul it, and certainly for Canadians to buy it. When the price of lettuce is up 94%, clearly the Prime Minister's NDP government isn't worth the cost. Will the Prime Minister's big meetings reduce the cost of lettuce by Thanksgiving. Yes or no? The Honourable Minister of Innovation. Mr. Speaker, I'd like to thank the member for the question. Instead of talking and talking, Mr. Speaker, they should look at what we've done today. Mr. Speaker, this is the first time in Canadian history that the grocer have come to Ottawa. Mr. Speaker, we had difficult discussions, but at the end of the day, those are discussions that needed to have in order to stabilize the price of food in Canada, Mr. Speaker. We have been very clear with the Prime Minister and the Minister of Finance. We are going to work with them to stabilize prices in Canada. That's what Canadians expect at home. That's what we're going to deliver. Canada's food professor, Dr. Sylvain Charlebois, who was also invited to the meeting, said it went better than expected. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. 
Canada's five major grocery chains have agreed to help the government in its bid to stabilize soaring prices following talks to address an issue that is hurting the ruling Liberals. Innovation Minister François-Philippe Champagne made the announcement after two hours of what he said were difficult discussions with the chains. Champagne, who summoned the executives to Ottawa, reiterated a threat that the government could impose new taxes if the chains do not come up with a plan to help address budget-busting price increases. Champagne says the government wants to see concrete actions from the retailers by Thanksgiving. However, he says any such actions must not negatively impact small suppliers or the price that farmers receive for their products. With Manitobans heading to the polls on October 3rd, Dougald Lamont and the Liberals are hoping to improve on the three seats the party won in 2019. A debt relief tool is part of the Liberal plan which will support farmers. This tool would provide an opportunity for farmers and business owners to meet with their leaders. They say they will create a new debt compromise board which will provide Manitoba businesses and farmers a form where they can meet with their lender to find ways to restructure debts so they keep farmers on the farm and businesses up and running. The Liberals also promise to include farmers in their climate change initiatives. The party commits to supporting farmers for their good land stewardship. Fund traders have been busy liquidating long positions and putting on new bearish canola bets in early September. The net managed money long position in the ice futures market dropped sharply during the weekend and last Tuesday, according to the latest commitments of traders report from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of last Tuesday, the net managed money long position in canola futures came in at 2,418 contracts, a decrease of about 16,000 contracts from the previous week. Open interest in the canola market was up by nearly 6,000 contracts from the previous week at 292,132 contracts. At the Chicago Board of Trade, fund traders were holding a net long of about 67,475 contracts in soybeans, down by about 9,000 from the previous week. Ukraine is filing a complaint at the World Trade Organization against Hungary, Poland and Slovakia after they banned grain and other food products coming from the war-torn country. The move announced today by the Ukrainian Prime Minister lays bare a widening rift with the three European Union members. The bloc has been a pivotal backer of Kyiv as it works to fight off Russia's invasion. In a break with the wider EU, Poland, Hungary and Slovakia have announced bans on grain and other food from Ukraine, a major agricultural supplier to parts of the world where people are going hungry. Farmers in Eastern Europe say the imports hurt growers by lowering local prices. U.S.-based commodities trader Cargill has agreed to sell its stake in a Russian grain terminal to Russia's Delo Group. It says the sale was contingent on Russian government approval. A company spokesperson declined to give financial details of the deal. A representative for Delo, a transport and logistics group, says the Russian government's Foreign Investment Commission was reviewing the deal and this was expected to take no more than a month. Many Western companies have pulled out of Russia since its February 2022 invasion of Ukraine, 
often taking heavy losses on the sale of their local businesses. The Saskatchewan Barley Development Commission will be holding a director election this fall. Four candidates are in the running for three positions on the producer-elected Sask Barley Board. The nominees in alphabetical order are Chad Ferguson of Nakam, Gord Mollenbeck of Engelfeld, Matt Enns from Rosthern, and Thomas Sunderland of Quill Lake. Enns is seeking re-election to a second term, while Ferguson, Mollenbeck, and Sunderland are all first-time candidates. Voting packages will be mailed to registered barley growers next month. Candidate biographies are on the Sask Barley website right now. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Sask Ag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, once again, the special air quality statement is in effect for the Regina area as the smoke lingers from wildfires. Partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers early this afternoon, then clearing up. Again, the widespread smoke this afternoon will stay. Northwest wind at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, high of 16 degrees. Tonight, just a few clouds. Northwest wind at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, then becoming light, low of 3. Tomorrow, sunshine, high of 21, the low 5. Sunny on Thursday, high of 23, the low 6. Friday, increase in cloudiness, high of 22, low 10 degrees. Then rain on Saturday, it'll also be windy that day, high of 17, the low 8. Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 19, the low 8. Monday, partly cloudy, high of 20 degrees. Normal highs for this period are around 17, normal lows 3. Sun rose at 640 this morning. Sun will set at around 7.04 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan 22, they are also the warm spot for the province. Swift Current 15, Saskatoon 13, Weyburn 17, and Yorkton 20 degrees. Cool spot in Saskatchewan is an outlook at 11 degrees. In Regina, mostly cloudy. North-northwest wind at 30 to 48 kilometers an hour. The humidity is at 68%. Temperature, temperature, excuse me, 13 degrees or 55 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.01 falling. In Moose Jaw, part the cloudy. West-northwest wind at 31 kilometers an hour. Temperature 13 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy. North-northwest wind at 30 gusting to 48 kilometers an hour. Temperature 13 degrees. And again, the special air quality statement in effect. We'll be back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Feeder cattle prices remained strong this past week. 
Emily Taylor, a livestock development intern at the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, has the details from the latest cattle market update from Canfax. Feeder steer prices ranged from $486.81 per hundredweight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category down to $311.38 per hundredweight for the 900 plus weight category. The largest price increase was seen in the 500 to 600 pound weight category with prices improving $20.83 per hundredweight over the previous week. The largest price decline was seen in the 900 plus weight category with an average price decline of $3.12 per hundredweight. Average weekly prices for Saskatchewan's feeder heifers ranged from $437.83 per hundredweight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $298.88 per hundredweight for the 800 plus weight category. The largest price increase was seen in the 300 to 400 pound weight category this week with prices improving $56.33 per hundredweight. The smallest week-over-week increase was in the 800-plus pound heifers, which rose an average of $2.38 per hundredweight. A few factors affected the feeder cattle markets. Feed grain prices have slightly declined from last week, and 2024 live cattle contracts are continuing to see new highs. Feedlot margins are positive, and cattle are being moved into feedlots earlier as a result of the dry conditions this summer. Taylor says the number of Saskatchewan feeder cattle sold at auctions saw a huge jump from the previous week. Canfax reported 11,292 head sold over the week ending September 15th compared to the 4,655 head marketed the previous week. Regarding market-ready cattle, Alberta fed steers averaged $233.19 per hundredweight for the week ending September 15th, which is up $1 from last week's price of $232.19 per hundredweight. Emily Taylor is a livestock development intern at the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, providing this week's cattle market update from Canfax. Up next is the Yorkton Brick Flour Mill and the latest happenings there. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. On Friday afternoon, the Yorkton Brick Mill Heritage Society turned sod to mark the start of their latest construction project. They're building an interpretive station next to the historic flour mill, which turned 125 years old this year. It's a combined interpretive center and event space. The first guest speaker at the event was Yorkton MLA Greg Ottenbright. It's a pleasure to be here on behalf of the Saskatchewan government today to acknowledge the 125th anniversary of the brick mill, but also that, that historic, along with that historic anniversary is again the kickoff, the sod turning for this uh, historic build that's going to serve this, uh, this community and quite frankly the area in the province for many years to come. Yorkton Mayor Mitch Hipsley was next to speak. Everyone, this has been a very long journey of tenacity, courage, commitment, determination, and above all, vision from an incredible group of Yorkton citizens that believed in the importance of this building, the site where Yorkton gathered at the turn of the century. Almost everyone who came to Yorkton came to this site. They came here 
to grind their flour or grind, grind their grain into flour. This was the center of Yorkton's universe at the time. It's hard to believe that we're here once again, 125 years later, thanks to the entire committee. The Brick Mill Committee is writing a brand new chapter, generations to come, no question about it. I do believe it'll be here another 125 years from now as well. It's people like this committee that make Yorkton what it is. This is what community is, this is what we do. And this is why we are here today. Isabella Soup, the chief of the Yorkton Tribal Council, also addressed the crowd. I'm so sure the people who built this brick mill didn't realize that the contribution that they were making to history and to the city of Yorkton and to Saskatchewan, you know, so um, if us as First Nation people want non-Indigenous community to, to uh, know the history of our First Nation people, our responsibility to help contribute to the other to the other contribute the other history that came after the first nation people ken prop of harvest meats in yorkton also spoke of the relationship between the first agricultural pioneers to the yorkton area and the first nations people in 1898 in 1898 when john j smith built this mill I don't believe in his wildest dreams he would have thought that Yorkton would become such an international powerhouse of agricultural processing with the likes of Grain Mills, TA Foods, LDC, and Richardson. How fitting it is for the very seed sown by J.J. Smith that has become such an important symbol of Yorkton's past and its future in the agricultural sector. As a 70-year resident of the city of Yorkton and also the grandson of the founder of what is now Harvest Meats, I would like to share a story that was relayed to me by Dave Harris, who was retold by Carmen Smith, the grandson of J.J. Smith, the founder of the mill. In the late 1800s, when the young entrepreneur from England, J.J. and his wife arrived in York Colony, they had no idea of the harsh reality of living a winter in their new land. They were totally unprepared for the hostile winter conditions they had to endure. He credits their very survival on the help they received from the indigenous peoples of what is now Treaty 4 lands. How magical that is that the descendants of these same indigenous people have stepped up physically and financially to help save, support, and restore this unique historic piece of Yorkton's past. A big thank you to the executive past and present and the current directors for their commitment and foresight into repurposing this facility and helping us all to remember our past. Thank you also to all the many sponsors with gifts in kind and financial contributions that have taken a dream and turned it into a reality. Terry Tyson of Grain Millers Canada in Yorkton says their business also chose to get involved in the project. When the committee distilled some vision down into the, into the new build that included advocacy for agriculture and agri-food, that is kind of what hooked we have, um, you know, sort of one of the core streams of our community involvement is is uh, involved in that advocacy, if you want to call it that. And so that was really an integral move, and I think it, it really put some wind in our sails, and um, could, you know, caused us to write a check, and I think also it caused us to decide that this is something that I I could put my time into as well. 
Work on the interpretive station is scheduled to begin this fall. The fundraising committee still needs to raise another $300,000 to complete the $2.1 million project. The Yorkton Mill is the last remaining brick flour mill in Saskatchewan. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. Up next is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Lots of activity this time around. Feed barley is down $10 to $272.58. Canola is down $4.40 to $695.02. Oats is down $15 to $295.32 a metric ton. And number one red spring wheat is down $2.12 to $331.77. The rest were unchanged. Durham at $514.74. Chickpeas 1036.17, flax 561.54, lentils 867.50, yellow peas 382.89, feed wheat 223.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down three cents at seven dollars and ninety and a half cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 19th. Our last sale was in Assiniboia on September 18th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.23 to $1.38. D3 cows sold from $1.18 to $1.22. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $1. Heifrettes sold from $1.95 to $2.14. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.56 to $1.67. We had a pre-sorted sale as well. We didn't have big numbers at this sale, but we did have big prices. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $3.38 and sold it to $3.78. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $3.46 and sold it to $3.78. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $3.31 and sold it to $3.43. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $3.04 and sold it to $3.25. Heifers were 15 to 20 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now here are the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alford with the Hams Market Commentary for Tuesday, September 19th. Hams sold 8,500 hogs Monday, selling a range of $211 to $225 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,600 head, selling a range of $209 to $231 per CKG. Hams number one sales this week are down, selling in the range of $31 to $0.38 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices closed higher. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up 19 basis points, with the daily exchange rate 1.3491. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.46 cents US. 
Daily U.S. cash markets are once again mixed with the negotiated Western Corn Belt pulling back $1.13, national down 34 cents, and the cutout adjusted base up by $1.68 U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. The weekly trend so far is hovering within the 50 cents of last week's values in all regions, which is a typical observation for this time of year. Cash markets seasonally find support around now and even see some modest gains as packers fill pre-holiday orders. The value of the cutter has been increasing as a trend over the past two weeks, which has spilled into this week so far and is also supporting cash formulas. Lean hog futures are higher, which has advanced the value of a Canadian forward contract compared to yesterday. Weighing on the advance, however, is the value of the Canadian dollar, which at 74.63 cents US is about a 1.46 cents higher than the 73 cent level seen on September 5th. Reasons for the Canadian dollar's advance include a robust energy market that has seen the value of a crude jump to the highest level since November of 2022. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Canada's inflation rate rose from 3.3% in July to 4% in August. Statistics Canada says the increase was largely driven by higher gas prices. It's the second straight month inflation has risen, even though economists expect progress on getting it down over the next few months. Saskatchewan's inflation rate in August climbed to 4.4% from 3% the previous month. The union representing Canadian auto workers says members should maintain strike readiness as it continues talks with Ford. The strike deadline had been set to expire late last night, but Unifor pushed it out after receiving what it calls a substantive offer from Ford, substantial offer from Ford rather. Unifor is hoping to reach a pattern agreement with Ford that would serve as the basis for contracts at General Motors and Stellantis. On the markets, the TSX is down 257 points, 20,235. The Dow is down 166 points to 34,457. Oil is down just a couple of cents to $90.56 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74.40 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show... You can tune in to the on-demand SASGAG Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's going to do it for Tuesday's edition of SASGAG Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.